Hey, so uh, I'm back. Uh, today, Tyler Colford is going to join me. Uh, last time he was on, we ended up talking for like an hour afterwards, and we basically decided that that should have been a podcast, so now he's back, and we're going to talk about what we talked about last time that you didn't hear. So here we go. Uh, if you want to introduce yourself for new listeners, people who. All right. Uh, my name's Tyler Colford. Uh, I run, I ran for state Senate uh, in 2018, coming in third, um, which means I didn't win a seat, but I'm running again, and uh, I also have some music that I'm uh, releasing. We can get a little bit into that because the uh, there's a, a special song being released in late March. Everything's ready to go. It's actually avail available for pre-order. So, uh, but we can get into the ranked voting. <laughs> uh so, uh, yeah, so today, you know, being that, I guess, the election season sort of in full swing, you know, yep. primaries are going to start in about a month. So, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't like the system. I, I think the system's outdated and... As long as, I mean, I know there are a lot of libertarians who don't believe in voting, but to me, like, you have to work within the system. So. Yeah. I think it takes all kinds. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, like the whole nullification thing. That whole thing, I believe, really only works on a local level. Yeah. And nationwide, you know, the police are just going to come down, knock on your door, and shoot your dog. Well, yeah, but when it comes down to it, you know, are, are our local sheriffs going to uh, stand up to the feds when it, when it really comes down to it? Um, Hopefully. I mean, I, I listened to uh, Pete Quinn. Uh, I'm going to botch his last name. Mance Raider. And uh, his, his show is always talking about like police brutality and, and like uh, giving reasons why like the, the government enforced police is it's basically a system that's, that's made to fail. And uh, that they, they should actually operate sort of like firefighters, you know, that they sit at the station until they're called out. Yeah, I mean, Pete, that shows the free man beyond the wall. That's a good show to check out if you want to learn more about, I guess, the injustices of the world. He has a lot of uh, military and ex-cops and those guys on so that's a good show to check out if you want to 
I guess, learn more about what's actually going on, not what you hear on TV. Yeah, because who knows what what's really what on CNN. Yeah, and I mean, it just, I mean, going completely off topic, but, you know, the Oscar nominations came out today, and... People were, the first articles being shared around were how the Oscars aren't diverse enough. And then I found an article saying women had a record 65 nominations this year. <laughs> so like, it's just so ridiculous. Like, it, this is the problem. Politics spills out into every facet of the world now yeah i i can't really say too much of that because you know i'm a i'm a rapper and i put a lot of my uh my beliefs in my music but at least it's it's like freedom and libertarian like uh messages instead of uh you know like socialism and, well and it's different because People have, if they don't like politic, political stuff in their music, then they won't listen to you. Yeah, yeah. But just like when you, you know, if there's a political movie that's made, if you don't like that kind of stuff, you don't see it. But right? now it's pretty much... It's in everything. Yeah, it's, you can't avoid it. I just... So, I just don't like the same tropes being played out over and over and over again. Well, that's, uh, yeah. And, like, it's just, I mean, I just thought that Oscars thing was a good example because, like, you just search a little bit and you find someone saying the exact opposite. Well, (laughs) it's a moving goalpost. Yeah. It's like, as soon as it gets more diverse, then they're like, well, yeah, it might be more diverse than it was last year, but it's not as diverse as it could be. And they just, it's a moving goalpost. Right. And I think, I mean, I think they were specifically talking about like the best director category and how there were five men nominated, five white men and that Greta Gerwig should have been nominated for her. Uh, she directed Little Women. And I'm like, why should anyone be nominated for directing a movie that's been done 85 times? I don't even know what that movie is. So, Well, it's based on like that the Little Women book. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. clueless. Yeah. They come out with it like every 15 years. They come out with a new movie. A new rendition. Yeah, and people were saying like it was a, it was a good movie, but it was exactly the same as the other ones. Hmm. <laughs> so why should that person, why should she win? Or why should she be nominated over... I don't know. It's just outrage. That's what it is. It's just people want to be mad about something and 
every year it's the Oscars. No yeah. matter what. That's know. because all it is is a circle jerk. Yeah. But so let's get into the ranked voting and that stuff. Sounds good. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, basically ranked voting would be that, you know, you would, uh, instead of voting for one candidate, you would vote for as many as you wanted and you would say this person's first, this person's second, this person's third, and so on, if you want to do that. And then, from my understanding is, once the first person on your list, once the person gets eliminated, they move on to the next person. I mean, I, I think they can do it a couple different ways depending on how they set it up, like whether or not it's a, what's it called, differential or preferential or where is it? Um, instant, yeah, so that would be like what you were saying, the instant runoff voting. So if, if one person didn't make a certain amount of of votes they'd be eliminated and then if your person's eliminated like your first choice is eliminated they'll count your second choice instead of your first and so on uh and then there's also like a uh proportional i think but i think that's more along the lines like if there's multiple seats um, oh, yeah. For the same, like, for in my instance, like, if we had ranked voting and there's two seats in my district, uh, the person who has the, the people who have the first and second would be uh, the highest. The winners, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then I heard about. Well, I, I'll get to that later, I guess. But, you know, to me, I really like this idea of ranked voting. I think it's, but I think it's a better way of going about things. And especially for uh, as far as third parties go. Yeah, definitely. I think that... You know, you hear the same thing every time about how uh, we got to vote for the lesser of two evils. Right. We can't if we vote for the Green Party or the Libertarian Party or they're just whatever. throwing their vote away. Right. And, yeah. and if you had ranked voting, you could say, well, my preference would be. Uh, you know, like taking 2016, you could say my preference, my number one is Gary Johnson. My number two is Jill Stein. My number three is uh, Trump. My number four is Clinton or something like that. Or you could say, I just want to vote. 
Gary Johnson's the only one I'm willing to vote for. And whatever else happens, happens. You know. But it, hey, Gary Johnson, right in Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think it would just... I think there are a lot of people who vote, you know, who would put a third party first on their ballot, knowing that, you know, they could vote, if they preferred Hillary Clinton over Trump, they could still vote for Hillary Clinton. Knowing but, that. but they might have Bernie Sanders first, Jill Stein second, and then Hillary Clinton third. Well, that, they're not afraid to to have uh, to right. like, lose against Donald Trump. Right. Well, that's that's sort of my second point. Is I think the best way to do this, if we had a ranked choice voting, I think the best way to do it would be to eliminate the primaries. Just eliminate the primaries, and then. So take for 2016, for example, you would have Gary Johnson, uh, Jill Stein, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio. Because those were the people, those were the Republicans and Democrats in it at the end, plus the two other third parties. Yeah. Because people would still drop out. Just so what, like have a secondary primary? No, it wouldn't. It would just be like like in the Democratic Party now. You have Cory Booker just dropped out today. He didn't have to drop out. There was no primary. I think they're going to have a brokered convention anyway. Oh, yeah, I think they will too. I don't, I don't see... Uh, them uh coming they're the definitive gonna conclusion or? i yeah i think bernie sanders and elizabeth warren are staying in it till the end i think pete Buttigieg is staying in it till the end tulsi gabbard's basically said she's staying in it till the end no matter what cool and i think bloomberg's actually like Aiming for a brokered convention. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Well, uh, I have a theory. I think Hillary Clinton's going to end up... I I think there's a chance she ends up being the nominee. Because... Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But... But I think, like... I think you could eliminate the primaries... And then just have people drop out naturally, like Kamala Harris did, like Cory Booker did, when they know they don't have any, a shot anymore. And then, uh, you know, you'd still, you, I mean, the worry would be, is the worry that people would say, try and push on you, is the fact that, you know, we're going to have 20 candidates in one party. But no, we're not. The candidates who don't have a chance are going to drop out because 
you know, it costs a lot of money to run and that stuff. So I, I think we'd still only end up with like five candidates at the end. But so, and then, and then with the ranked choice, you know, people could choose the third party first with their lesser of two evils as their second choice. Yeah. I don't know how that worked though. Like, so you're saying that we'd have like a primary between all the parties? Yeah, I guess like the general election would be the primary between all the parties kind of. I think you'd have one vote. Yeah. You wouldn't have primary votes. You'd have one vote on uh, November, whatever the general election day is. And then, uh, you know, it would take longer. You wouldn't have a result the next day or that night. But I think it would be a better system because then you wouldn't see, you know, people getting left out, you know, people getting destroyed, like, or getting treated unfairly, like uh, Bernie Sanders, or you'd also see uh, third parties. And then you you could even have multiple third party candidates. Yeah. Because who's to say, like this year, Who's to say that Dan Berman and Jacob Hornberger can't both be running for the Libertarian ticket at the end? You know? Well, uh, I I see where you're coming with with that, but like, so the the thing is, is uh, I believe the parties make up their own like internal rules about like how they come to a conclusion for. Uh, yeah for a, a candidate like um we don't libertarians don't have like a primary we ha- we have a caucus that the um yep having a brain fart a conven a, a convention where um right the elect- at the national convention yeah yeah I am drawing a blank right now, though. What are the people called that? Delegates? Yeah, yeah, delegate. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. <laughs> but um, So you have delegates that actually like vote on who the Libertarian Party uh, candidate is, whereas like the two, um, like Democrat and and Republicans, they have actual primaries. So I, oh. I think it's, they'd have, have to all agree, like all the different parties, somewhat major parties would have to agree on like doing that kind of. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it could, I guess you could still have the parties do what they want and, you know, do what's best for them. It doesn't have to be. I was just thinking, because I don't, 
I kind of feel like, especially with it, with what's happened in the Democratic Party, like, it's just, there's so many ways for them to manipulate the parties that. Well, if we, if we did it your way, so, I mean, this was, this is my reasoning. Uh, I think the Libertarian Party would jump at that idea if the Republicans and Democrats are for it, because then you can just uh, stack the stage or like the uh, the debates with a bunch of Libertarian candidates. Like, would there be a uh, a minimum on or a maximum on how many candidates one party can like put forward? I just think it would, I just, from my point of view, I just think it would get whittled down over time. Yeah. Because, I mean, the campaign season starts like 18 months in advance now. Yeah. And we've, we've already seen, I mean, it started, the Democratic candidates that were like it started there were like 25 of them that that made news i think there was like over a hundred of them that actually like said that they were running and most of the the uh, campaigns just fell flat yeah maybe i mean who knows how many were actually running yeah because there were but in that first debate there were like 22 candidates yeah yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, and then you just see it gets whittled down over time. The guys that are, ha- that have zero to 1% drop out because they can't raise money anymore. You know, people don't want to give money to someone who can't do anything. Right. So uh, they just lose their money and then they have to drop out. That's what happened with Kamala Harris. I mean, I was I really thought Kamala Harris was going to be in it till the end. Well, they were pushing for like the yeah. MSM uh, yeah, I, media. I thought she was going to be in it till the end and they were going to screw with the uh you know, the, the whole process again. That's what I thought, but... She didn't have enough pull, as, as much pull as Hillary. I guess not, yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think probably enough people sort of realize, like, we can't be doing this again with such an unpopular candidate. Ah, I don't know. I think they're all unpopular. Well, except for Bernie Sanders, I guess. But no, I well, I think within the Democratic Party, I think like there are a couple. Of, I mean, I see Warren and Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, people like them. So uh, I, it, I'm just thinking a lot of its optics. <sighs> You know, just like them trying to put some life into Joe Biden. He can't seem to get any air under his sails. And uh, I mean, Pete Buttigieg, he royally screwed up. Like when he was like, look at all my uh, 
African-American supporters and some of the names on there, they were just like, they subscribed to his email list, but they're like, we're not supporters. And some of them weren't even like, uh, like they were like Caucasian. They weren't even like a ethnic minority. Yeah. They followed, probably went by the name. It's probably like, oh, this name sounds black. Like, yeah, I, I just, I feel like he, he, one, he didn't have a whole lot of support from the minority, uh, um, yep, drawing a blank again, In my base, minority base there, just gonna go with an easy term, <laughs> um, and then when he when he pulled that stunt, like yeah, imagine him getting any support whatsoever after, yeah. after that. I just I I just think he's full of shit. He started out like super lefty and then uh, he went towards the middle as he saw like I think right after Kamala Harris dropped out. Trying to steal her her base. So, but he's changing his beliefs or what he's saying he's going to do while he's campaigning, which just doesn't look good. Yeah. uh, And he's doing it during the primaries. It's not like he, he made it through the primaries and now he's changing up to to like gain more support in the general election. Like right, not I, pivoting because of that. Right. I think he just says what he thinks is going to get him votes. I don't think he has any, uh, kind of like Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is all about, I was actually talking to uh bird about this. I think it was, I don't Maybe it wasn't for, maybe it was after that. But I was basically saying, I think Donald, the problem with Donald Trump, oh, it was uh, Joel from Evaporate. And I was saying, like, I think the problem with Donald Trump is that he's not principled. So to him, everything's a business transaction. So, you know, he was saying everything. He was talking anti-war stuff on the campaign. On the campaign, yeah, yeah, on the campaign trail. But, but to him, that's not more important than a trade deal or you know something else. So he's willing to give that to get something yeah. because the, everything's equal to him. So I think that's the problem with Trump. And I think that's probably the same with Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. I I think, except like, I guess Bernie Sanders is the only one who's kept his message the same. It's just, I don't like his message. Well, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders' message has changed in that, He's dropped millionaires. He doesn't talk yeah, about... Yeah, because he is one now. <laughs> right. 
so he doesn't talk about the injustices of the millionaires anymore. He only talks about the billionaires. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing. I I saw, um, what was it? Oh, uh, um, Jeff Bezos donated $690,000 to uh, the fires in Australia. Yeah. And people got pissed off. People were like, how could you not... How could he not donate more? Like, just shut up. <laughs> He's donating a lot. <laughs> I'd be more pissed at the people who started the fires. Yeah, like, well. I a think... bunch of deviant fire bugs that are just going around starting those fires. Right. And I think more, I think a lot of people don't even know that. I think a lot of people still think it's a natural. It's climate change, man. It's climate change. Well, I I saw in one of those like progressive uh, groups or something. I saw someone posted an article saying that it was arson, and someone replied, "But." Maybe it's climate change is the reason that it's keep that it's still going. I'm like, you can't you can't say anything to him. I'm like, what are you, what's that about? So I don't know. It's uh, it's crazy. Yep. Oh, I mean, you can't. There was uh. And then there was like a few weeks ago, Jeff Bezos donated $98.5 million to the homeless and people were pissed off about that. It's going to just make more homeless people. I don't... (laughs) I, I mean, the government giving to the homeless people just makes more homeless people. Yeah, well, I mean, who did, who did he actually donate to? Like, was it yeah, I don't like need... an organization or? Well, it, it wasn't the government. I don't know yeah. the specifics, but I mean, it just, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, it's just anytime someone gives private money, like that's, or anytime someone gives money, that they don't have to give because it's not taxes or anything. You know, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, there are plenty of charities that are not great charities to give to because, you know, for whatever reason, their administration costs are too high or whatever, but... Yeah, their president makes like a good 150000 a year or whatever. I'm probably lowballing there, but well, you know. yeah, there are uh, there are a bunch of them that do that, but but that's why we support donor C. Yeah, and so I, you know, it's just, but at the end of the day, and if you're giving money, that's more money than, and they, it's it's your money too, so. 
Why do we have a have to say anything about what you're donating your money to? Right, it, it's just dumb. And and the other thing people don't realize is Jeff Bezos doesn't actually have a hundred and ten billion dollars yeah. sitting around in his house. <laughs> you know, and he wouldn't have nearly that much if the CIA didn't like give him a bunch of money for the cloud network that he built for him. Right. Well, that's that's the other thing. Is those, that's they that's what I try and bring up to anyone who complains about Amazon. I'm like, I love Amazon, but if you don't like him because he's got too much money, blame the government because they're the ones who made him that rich. Yeah, well, and they made him that rich with our money. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, I think that's what people don't make a connection on is that any time the government gives someone money. It's the government did nothing to get that money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Threatened to put us in jail if we didn't pay. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, I had a, getting back to the voting, I had heard about this other system that sounded interesting, but I don't, at the end of the day, I didn't like it. It was like approved voting. So What's basically it? you would say uh, which candidates you approve of. Like a uh, preferential or. No, I think from my understanding, like it was, everyone was equal. It's just like going back to the last election, if, you know, the four main candidates that were at the end, Johnson, Stein, Clinton, and Trump, and then out of those four, you could say, I approve of Johnson and Stein. So the person who gets the most approval... Yeah. Would win? Yeah, basically. Hmm. But would you only get like a certain amount of you can only approve two or three people? No, or? I think you could approve approve as many as you want. It's just hmm. I mean, listen, there there could be all kinds of rules they would put in place. It's just I guess the theory of it would be uh, you would say, I approve of these candidates, and then only, and then all of those candidates will get your vote in a potential. Uh, well, in, in that system, I, I don't see, you know, as far as the last uh, four years ago goes, I wouldn't, I, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah, well. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are not going to be the victors of that. Like, do you approve of these two people? They're like the most disliked only on polar opposite sides. So like the lukewarm people I feel would actually make out the best in that situation. Well, I I think the people who's I think a lot of people stayed home in 2016 and I think that 
in any of the voting systems we're discussing that those people would have voted. Yeah. And they would have said, like, you know, they they basically wouldn't have voted in any way for Trump or Clinton. They yeah. would have said, screw you guys. Like, I don't care. <coughs> so, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's all... I just... I mean, Again, I'm going to have to look... Uh more into into these i uh i didn't know you were going to talk about that that type of voting system or or i would have um checked in a little bit deeper but either way i I i'm i'm in favor of the ranked voting uh at least as far as like local elections go the uh I I basically given up on the the federal level. Yeah, I mean I there's such a long way to go to get a third party candidate elected on the federal level that it almost is pointless, but you know I still think you have to try. At least at least on like the house level, you know, if you can yeah. get, if we can get a U.S. Uh, house of representatives, yeah. then uh, for a third party candidate, then you know, then you could start making waves federally. I think, you know, people would actually see. You could actually show people what they're doing and what they're all about and not basically painting every libertarian as a white supremacist or whatever they want to call it. That's libertarians painting other libertarians like a white supremacist. Yeah. I don't. (laughs) It's all ridiculous. I don't. But I think, you know, I think probably the House is the best because the House is still decided on by district. So if you had a libertarian district, you could say, uh, you know, let's get the libertarian in there. Yeah, well, we all, my state only has one representative, so... That's the whole state. Uh, well, but. New Hampshire, the Free State Project's in New Hampshire, so they could, I mean, they probably only have one representative also. Yeah, but, and then also, like, you know, how, how many people are, are uh, have moved there so far? I think it's like 3,000 or something like that out of the 20 that, they're trying to get yeah but how, how many people live there like four thousand <laughs> no no there's, <laughs> there's more than that they're way way more than that but uh at any rate it's just that like out of the amount of people who moved there who are like liberty oriented uh 
half of those people aren't aren't going to vote because they don't believe in voting. Right, so, and, and I think that's a big hurdle. What I, in getting libertarians elected is that half of them don't want to vote. Yeah, well, uh, my thought is is like you don't you don't believe in voting. That's fine. How how about you just go register to vote? That way, like the state sees like an abnormally high uh, level of registrations to vote, and then not show up. Don't don't show up. Just register to vote, and then like boycott the vote. Then that way you're saying yes, I do. I do want a voice in my state, but. I don't like any anyone that's on here or, or whatever. I don't believe in the system. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. I just don't think they care. I don't think, you know, federally, it's not, they wouldn't even show it. It's not, that's not what they do. They don't show, you know, it, it's not like, they don't show how many people don't vote. Yeah, but if there's a record turnout for registering, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna talk about that, and they're they're gonna be like, oh, record number of people registering to vote, hurrah, hurrah! And then all of a sudden, it's like the lowest amount of turnout yeah. for voting possible. Yeah, I mean that's they need someone needs to put like who didn't vote. That's what they need to do. They need to show, like, the percentages, like, you know, yeah, Hillary Clinton had more of the popular vote. Or, in, or even in each state, you show Hillary Clinton had this many votes, Donald Trump had this many votes, and then in another graphic you show Hillary Clinton had this many votes. Donald Trump had this many votes. And this many people didn't care to vote. <laughs> I, th I think they do have, like, a percentage turnout as far as, like... But that's just registered voters. Again, like, if you really want to tip the scale, register to vote and then don't vote. And the other thing is, there's so many, I feel like... In high school, they just handed out registration cards. So it's not even like the people that registered to vote, you know, that way, they don't, most of them don't care about voting. So I feel like it's sort of just not real numbers. It's, you know. I Never think, is. I think the other thing is like doing, figuring out some way to do like an online vote. Oh, well, kind of like uh, I for, I forget who it was, but the uh, the guy who's talking about like um, using blockchain or something. Oh yeah, I heard about that. I forget who it was, but basically to have the voting on a blockchain so it was very secure 
and then everyone could just vote online. Because I do think one of the biggest hurdles to people going out and voting is that, you know, in a lot of places, you know, in in cities, it you could be, like in New York City, you could be waiting for hours to vote. Yeah. And people just don't have that time. And even even in like a rural area, if you're working somewhere and the nearest voting place or your voting place is, you know, a half hour away, you know, you're not going to, people can't take an hour off voting, even though there's, I think federally, like it's, your work is supposed to give you time off to vote, but I don't know. Uh, I think they just uh, lengthened how long the uh, the voting booth. Like I think our our uh, booths are open till like six p.m. or something like that. So like. Uh, it's open from like seven in the morning or so to like six at night. So anyone that uh, gets out of work at like three or four or even five o'clock, they can still like make it into the voting booth. But we used to have a town meeting day off in Vermont, but some some places still do that schools usually do um but most of the places i know don't let people off for for town meeting but they used to and then they realized more more than half the people didn't bother going to town meeting anyway <laughs> yeah it's i don't know it's just there's I just feel like there's got to be a better way than what they're doing now. They're, it's probably done this way purposely. It's probably done this way so only the people that are really outraged by what's going on or buy into the media, they're the ones that are going to make it a, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to, make it a point of voting and everyone else people like you and me who see that it's all the same shit at in the end of the day you know we just don't care enough <laughs> yeah well yeah makes you feel kind of nihilistic <laughs> nothing really matters oh yeah. Uh, yeah, New Hampshire has like 1.3 million oh, for a population. So. Uh, Vermont has only 600,000. Wow. <laughs> like half that. And they're the same size and they're both in the middle of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. And, and one looks upside down depending on where you're from. Yeah. 
Like, I, I got those. New, New Hampshire looks upside down to me, but I'm sure New Ham- people from New Hampshire would be like, nah, Vermont's the one that's upside down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I find the 1.3 million and for them not to have an airport. We have, have, we have a couple airports. They're regional airports. They're not like national <laughs> But look, like I remember when I was looking on how to get to Forkfest, I was thinking, because for me, it's like a six hour drive. Yeah. Uh, so, you should look at like, um, I think Burlington Regional Airport. That's like right up north. I'm pretty sure that that's one. There's a, there's an airport in Dover. Um, I'm pretty sure there's one in Burlington, but yeah, I don't know about New Hampshire though. Uh, cause uh, I was looking and I, you know, and there was nothing. The, it was, I, I want to say like the only flights I was getting was, <clears throat> what uh little puddle jumpers uh, no like what uh mark and brian did what did they do fly into boston and then take oh. a rent a car for three hours and i was like i might as well just drive yeah yeah not too much further away yeah but so. I, i'm pretty sure if you can get to burlington vermont i think i'm now I'm second guessing myself, but I think there's an airport in Burlington, but it's a regional airport. So I think they'd like go to JFK and, uh, um, the one in Boston and Albany. Uh, like, I think there's a, a few airports that would fly into there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just. I'll I'll check when we get off. I'll I'll and I'll send you a link if I find it. Then next yeah. next time at Pork Fest, you can just fly in and just take a nice little twenty to a or a half an hour to an hour long trip instead of five. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and go to Childerberg this year now. Also. Yeah. yeah, I wanna I wanna go to the Childerberg and go to the uh LNC, but we'll we'll see where my funds are at. Yeah. When's that when's that at? Uh it's May. coming up. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know what my funds are gonna look like then, but well, I, I'm looking to write everything off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I have a podcast now, so. Yeah. You know, just write it off as a business business expense. And hey, if I didn't go to Forkfest, I wouldn't know you. Yep. Well, I might, but not. Yeah, I've, I've seen you in the in the forums a couple a couple times i i don't frequent it as much as i should but i don't frequent facebook all that much which is a good thing 
Yeah, I I sort of stick to uh, the groups and that stuff and just, you know, do that and... For sure. You know. That way you don't get, like, bogged down in crazy off-the-wall crap. Yeah, well, I don't even see that stuff anymore because of the algorithms. Like, you don't... I don't know what it is, but I don't see, like, people who I used to see talking about stuff. Because, like, I see my mom's post and my uncle's posts and that stuff, but... See, I don't really see my family's posts, so I see libertarian stuff and then rap stuff. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I see... (laughs) I see their stuff, but they don't post a lot. Like, they don't, they're not those people who post about, you know, every pol- every political subject on Twitter, on Facebook. So, you know, I think, I don't know. But there's a lot of stuff I, I feel like you don't, and even even on like Twitter and stuff, I feel like it's so curated now that you don't see a lot of things. That we're just in an echo chamber. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I like my echo chamber. <laughs> I, I like it, but I think like you just don't. I don't know. You just. I I do like seeing what other people are saying. Yeah. Well, I I'm kind of, you know, I have the libertarian uh groups that I'm in and stuff, but then like I'm friends with a bunch of rappers and and for some reason they tend to be on the more liberal side. So, some of them tend to have uh Trump derangement syndrome. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I want him impeached, but not for the reasons you're spouting right now. Well, that's it. Did you see there were there was an Infowars video a couple of months ago, like right when this the impeachment stuff was starting, and really? it was like a man on the street kind of thing, and <laughs> this person went around. She was at an impeachment protest. Yeah. Like they were, it was all uh, lefties who wanted to impeach Trump. And she was going, So you want to impeach Trump, right? And they would be like, Yeah, let's impeach Trump. So she was going, Impeach Trump, impeach Trump, President Pence, President Pence. (laughs) And they were like, Wait, we don't want that. We don't want President Pence. And she was like, well, you know, that's what would happen, right? And they were like, can we get around that? Can we do something else? So it's just people don't think. No. And I mean, I thought I thought what Tulsi Gabbard said when she voted present was perfect did you see that yeah i uh 
I thought it was good. Um, I wish she kind of did something like what uh, Ron Paul did back in like when they were impeaching Bill Clinton, but that was good too. I, it just seemed like uh, it gave like the Republicans a little bit of uh, I don't know fodder, some fodder for ammunition and stuff to go against her like oh she doesn't even have a backbone she won't vote this way or that but that that's all i heard and but i was like ah you know she was the only one that voted present like and and she had a good reason for it too she's like i'm i'm gonna be running against him like it'd be like i'm i'm voting for my rival to be impeached you know like I can't, I can't really vote unbiasedly. And I think all the, uh, anyone who was in like running as a candidate should, should have voted that way. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see the, uh, conflict of interest, but then I, I heard other people say like, but it's your job. Like, I don't, I just I just like the fact that she was saying like I can't vote for something that's such a partisan issue. Yeah. Which it that's basically what it is. It's Oh definitely. The only the Democrats want to impeach him, the Republicans don't and I mean I'm sure a few of the Republicans secretly want to impeach him, but they're not gonna go against party lines. Right. <laughs> right. They're not gonna so, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's just ridiculous, the whole impeachment thing. It's, and then now that, uh, now um, Pelosi won't give it to the Senate. Yeah, that, I don't know what she's trying to do with that. I think it's, I think what it, this whole impeachment thing is just, Another distraction from the Afghanistan papers, from the N double uh, the NDAA, from uh, all, like uh, yeah. Barr's uh, Project Guardian. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that is getting passed and is just being swept right underneath our radar. Yeah, the um. The the U.S. Mexico Canada trade agreement also yeah yeah and then the yeah that big military spending bill passed yeah. also so yeah I mean it's I I definitely buy into the where it's just a distraction I think she just she doesn't she's holding it back because. She knows that once it gets to the Senate, there's no chance it survives. And well, not not to mention, oh, this is what I've been hearing on like some conservative radio uh, shows. Like it, if that that goes to uh, the Senate before the primaries are over, then. Uh, all these senators who are running for office are going to have to 
stop their their campaigning and go and and do the hearings and go through the whole rigmarole of the impeachment process, which is going to do a number on their on their uh, base. Because if you're not in the public's eye for like constantly, people will start to forget you. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I guess there are because Tulsi Gabbard, I think, is the only. Uh, congresswoman yeah congressperson who is running. running yeah i think everyone else is either a senator or so yeah. maybe maybe pelosi's waiting for the primaries to end maybe i mean i could i could definitely see her think in her you know weird mind thinking that if we hold it off Till the general election, it somehow will hurt Donald Trump more. But I think this whole impeachment process has harmed the Democrats more than oh, yeah. than Donald and, Trump. Because yeah, as it's gone on, the uh, uh, the support for impeachment has dropped. Yeah. So. I, you know, it's just ridiculous. It's all, you know, people are realizing that there's nothing there. Or, you know, it, even if technically it is an impeachable offense, it's not, you know, it's people are like, but everyone does it. Yeah. Well, what I, what I've, told a lot of people that are for like impeachment i'm like listen if they were bringing like war war crimes like against yemen or something like that to impeach trump then i might i might be for it but this is like some silly nonsense that yeah every all the presidents have done the only reason why we have uh like all this funding going overseas and stuff is so we can do quid pro quos. Like that's the only reason why we give yeah, all this foreign aid is so we can threaten to take it away. And I forget who it was, but I was listening to someone. Maybe it was Monica Perez who brought up the fact that the UN is one big giant quid pro quo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's saying we'll defend you if you defend us. If you send us a bunch of money, we'll we'll provide regulations for other countries. I I don't know. It's uh, right. the UN's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole premise, the original premise of the UN is basically a military pact pretty much like yeah. saying you know but it's more aggrandized than the military pact because you have people with special titles well yeah <laughs> yeah now it's gotten crazy but and now the just the fact that you have countries that are members of the UN who could never defend anything 
Yeah. You know, like Montenegro is never going to come to your defense. You know, if the, the, US, the only the only thing they could probably do is say, "Well, our, uh, put like uh, tariffs on on stuff, like so their their people can't buy, purchase products from that country." But if they don't have like a decent population, then it's not even going to affect whatever country is being sanctioned. Well, yeah, it's just it's just a club now. That's really all it is. You know, it, it's like uh, it's like a frat now, sort of like just pay your dues and you don't really get anything out of it. I don't know. Well, it's a, it's a place where people can virtue signal. Yeah, I guess. Like, like uh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, I mean, I saw something today about that. Like, there was something that was, she was caught or like. Lying in a private jet? No, it was something (laughs) about, it was something like they caught her dad writing her speeches for her. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, it's all, it's so ridiculous, that whole thing. It's, I mean, just knowing that she actually has a mental disability, you know, it's it's child abuse. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I got to run. All right. uh, I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, good. So, can can I pitch my? Uh, I'm. I'll send you a link to the pre-order. Yeah, yeah. Do that, and uh, I was gonna say to do that anyway. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> beat, beat you to the curve. Um, yeah. So coming out on March 27th, which is Ross Ulbricht's birthday, um, a song. It's called hashtag Free Ross because that's already trending. Um, hashtag free Ross is dropping. It's about the, uh, criminal, criminal justice program, uh, system. And, uh, basically it, it's my presentation to like get rid of, uh, victimless crimes and to, uh, release nonviolent drug offenders and, uh, anyone who, who's been locked up for victimless crimes. And that goes for Ross Albrick. So it's uh it's a way to try and raise awareness for Ross and to uh help people uh like help raise money for him and hopefully get him pardoned. Um so yeah, hashtag free Ross. It's available for pre order now. Um I'll send you the link, Tori, and uh yeah. All right, cool. Great. You, you need to write a song about uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself now. I uh, Well, I didn't do a Jeffrey Epstein, but on one of the latest uh, mixtapes I'm on, there's a song called Two Nuts. And I basically, t- I'm like, uh, investigative journalism, like where's the films from Jeffrey of homosexual relations between Clinton and Spacey or Hillary dominating a cheese pizza. 
I mean, <laughs> I may be controversial, but I breathe ether. So, yeah, I mentioned it a little bit. And I mentioned it a little bit in one of the songs, uh, Grown Man Biz, off of my Devil May Care 2 uh, album, which I'll send you a link to that and stuff. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But, yeah, yeah. I, I might do another Jeffrey Epstein, like, just a. Yeah, I saw um, a meme that said, like, today, four months ago, or however long it's been, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah. So I, I, I replied, hashtag never forget. <laughs> what was that hashtag used for before? Uh, uh, what was that? 9-11. 9-11, right, right. I forgot. See, <laughs> see what I did there. It obviously, didn't work. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, and you guys know what to do. Uh, go to your favorite podcatcher, give us a five star review, and uh, yeah, just share it around. Share it around with everyone, all your friends, everyone, even if you don't like them. Give them the link and tell them it's really good and whatever you want to tell them. And uh, all the social medias, go follow us. Go like the page. Go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. I have a YouTube channel now that's not podcast-related. Uh, Just doing some YouTube vids? Yeah, sports and uh, movie reviews and cool other stuff coming out maybe in the future. And uh, you could some, you know, go to Liberty Podcast Ranker and give us a, vote. a little boost. Yeah. And, uh, and you too can become an unuseful idiot. Yeah. And uh, go to go to the website, theunusefulidiots.com. All the ways to support the podcast and become a patron like me. Yeah, although every way to support us to support me is uh, right there. So go do that, and also all my memes, all the memes the I memes. made there. Yeah. So uh, just go there and check it out. And uh, that's it. So uh, bye. Bye.